WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you and welcome back. I pretty much uh, said a bunch of what I wanted to say about the um, CDC. And yet, they're the experts. And President Trump is supposed to listen to the experts and and trust trust the science but come on the science and the experts have been wrong every step of the way tell me that's not true fauci said very very late that america had nothing to worry about regarding the coronavirus and then this guy morphed into that we will never shake hands again in history and will never hug and we'll never gather in crowds. What is this guy talking about? Past has always been prologue. I mean, unless you have the thing that will wipe out planet Earth, that will exterminate the entire planet, we always come back. A hundred years seems to be about the, um, the length of time from one pandemic to when another happens but honestly we we've had uh h1n1 that was a pandemic ebola although we were very lucky because we had an extremely incompetent administration during h1n1 when 4.5 million americans were infected if i'm not mistaken the coronavirus right now the world it it's hit 5 million the h1n1 it was 4.5 million just in America. What did uh, Obama and Biden do? They did nothing. Nothing. They just let it. They let what we would call now the herd sort of um, immunity. Just whoever gets it, gets it. Whoever gets it and recovers, recovers. Whoever gets it and dies, dies. And if the, if the number 12,000 rings a bell, I think that was the number. Something like that. Maybe more. I think it was, matter of fact, I think it was substantially more than that, maybe. Like 40-some thousand, maybe, dead. I'll look it up. Didn't have a, a vaccine. Nobody was asking for a vaccine. You didn't have the media saying to Obama, why aren't you wearing a mask? Why aren't you getting tested? And if you get tested, why did you get tested? You didn't say any of that, did you? Don't you hate it? how they treat one side versus the other i know i do i'm a firm believer i want things to be fair i want them to be orderly i want them to be right but if you tell me the rules if the rules are that when my team is up we have all these disadvantages and when your team's up this is how it is for you if you write them down and you tell me that the officials will actually be members of your team and then when we're on the field they're going to just officiate the game but they're going to officiate it in your favor i mean i'll i'll live with any rules that you've put together i have worked in my career i have worked for the very best people and i have worked with some real losers that were completely bipolar, just just unfair, ridiculous. But if you know the rules, I think you can play the game. But they just have no rules. It is just 
wild what goes on. I mean, think about it. If, if a Republican president, say Donald Trump, but any Republican president, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, if you would have had illegal surveillance of American citizens by presenting bogus information, discredited information, to a FISA court judge, thereby obtaining the ability to surveil an American, which would be unconstitutional, and it, I still think it's unconstitutional anyhow. That FISA court should not even exist. And I am completely consistent on this point from the beginning. I didn't like it when George Bush did it. I knew why he did it, because we had been attacked by a terrorist enemy. We didn't know what was going to be coming next. And some incredible powers were quickly put together. And we've often said this, anything that happens right while an emergency is happening you should never do legislation at that time it's never going to be good it just just trust me on that point it 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 just can't go well there's too much emotion when you're doing important legislation you have to find the capacity to be as dispassionate as you can be and that doesn't happen when thousands of Americans died and people were jumping out of high-rises on fire and you just you just can't get there with that environment so I I would love to see this at some point sunset not be renewed let it die a horrible death and we don't need it sorry we don't need it it is it has I I said at the time again your Nostradamus of the airwaves I said, George W. Bush will not abuse it. I trust him. But when you craft something, you have to craft it for the worst actor that you couldn't even imagine coming along. And that was this Obama, Inc. syndicate. This Chicagoland crime wave. And what they did, and the hundreds of people, thousands of people that they unmasked, and look how the Democrat media has no intellectual curiosity whatsoever. And the only reporting you'll ever get on it is Republicans say, Republicans accuse, a Republican-led probe. They will not cover it. Just like I've told you, they never have written a story that says Donald Trump vindicated, was never colluding with Russia, no one in his orbit was colluding with Russia. And don't forget, this is how dishonest this last bunch was when they were doing the surveillance of Flynn Flynn had already been cleared I think the date was January 4th he's cleared FBI cleared him nothing there no no there there move on move along but they had this January 5th meeting with Obama and Biden and Comey and Clapper and Rice and the whole clown car and what are they talking about not giving President Trump or General Flynn intelligence briefings when there was nothing there. The truth, whether the media ever wants it to or not, is going to come out. And it's really well on its way right now. There's still a long way to go. Durham and everything that he's going to do, there's still a long way to go. But there's been a lot of progress in the past few weeks. 
I'm Hurley in the Morning, Open Forum, next. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The number of coronavirus cases worldwide reached that mark this morning. Nearly a third of them in the U.S., the hardest hit country, though President Trump isn't so sure about that. Do you think they're right numbers? Do you think China's giving the right number? I don't think so. He's been critical of misinformation, accusing China of cover-ups about the start of the outbreak. Democrats maintain the president has given out bad information and mishandled this crisis. Look up the word confabulator. Someone just really doesn't even know what the truth is and just says anything. And because he says it, then he believes it. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also critical of the president taking a drug he's been touting, supposedly as a virus preventive, though he'll stop that in a few days. There's a big new study coming on it. Fox's Simon Owen live in London. Dave, scientists at Britain's University of Oxford saying they're recruiting 40,000 healthcare workers from Europe, Africa, Asia and South America to test two anti-malarial drugs against the coronavirus. One is hydroxychloroquine, which President Trump says he's been taking. A leader of the trial saying right now no one knows if the drugs are beneficial or harmful against COVID-19. Results from the three-month test are expected by the end of the year. Dave. Simon, today the president will go to Michigan to visit a Ford plant. There have been protests over stay-home orders in that state. Today, a barber who defied the governor by reopening his shop in Owasso will get a ruling from a judge. But Carl Mankey told Fox... I'm going to continue on. I'm not going to stand down. I'm 77 years old. I mean, what are they going to give me? Life? I got one foot grave and the other on a banana peel. I could care less. Now, parts of central Michigan remain underwater around Midland after two dams failed, forcing 10,000 people to evacuate their homes. Shots were fired at a shopping mall in Glendale, Arizona, sending people running and hiding. Three people were wounded, one critically. Our officers challenged that suspect and were able to safely take that person into custody. Glendale Police Officer Tiffany Galula. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. A high risk of rip currents and rough surf continues along the shore today with 5 to 7 foot ocean waves. Weather-wise, though, not too bad. Partly sunny skies, dry weather, and light winds. High of only 61 degrees, though. Another day cooler than normal. Mostly clear tonight. Cool and quiet, low of 52. And tomorrow we'll see increasing clouds and an increasing chance of scattered rain through the afternoon. High of 67 tomorrow. Scattered showers and clouds Saturday at 70 degrees, drying out for Sunday. I'm Chief Meteorologist. Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is four minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450, open phone line, open forum this hour. John Zarek in the 8 o'clock hour. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy coming up at 9.15. Obviously a lot of ground to cover with Governor Murphy uh, on the um, the heels right now of Memorial Day weekend. And my former boss, the former president and chief executive officer of Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay, Roger Wagner coming up this morning at 940. That'll be a wide-ranging interview with Roger. We're going to talk about the late, great Bucky Howard, the first casino manager uh, at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City. And he, of course, went on to um, greater heights all over the world, actually. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about uh, the Vegas casinos opening, of course, the Atlantic City casinos opening, and whatever else comes up. He wrote the book, All Play and No Work. Really cool book. He's on the cover looking like Bruce Springsteen. It's very, very cool. Tomorrow, Senator Michael Testa. To say that I'm going to go into the Memorial Day weekend, I'm calling it my marathon. We are going to go into the Memorial Day weekend with a bang. Senator Michael Testa, 8 o'clock hour. Pete Hegseth from Fox News Channel, 904. Gary Aldrich, 920. I will appear on the Dom Giordano program on Philadelphia's WPHT radio at 11 a.m. And then at 12 noon, we'll go into show prep with the Fox News radio uh, team. And we'll get ready to host, guest host, the Guy Benson Show tomorrow from 3 to 6 p.m. Yeah, so tomorrow's my easy day this week. It's the 2 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift. Uh, I'm not complaining. Six minutes past the hour. Let's go to your call. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Hurley. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Yeah, Jimmy. COVID-19, Zika virus, killer hornets, hurricane season. Dams are bursting in Michigan. Coffee's bad. Eggs are no good. This just goes on and on. What, and and on. What, are the, um, what are those killer things called? I saw a praying mantis actually beat one. What is this killer bug called? You've seen it, right? The killer, are they killer bees? Killer yeah, killer hornets. That's right. You think you said it. Killer hornets. Uh, locusts must be next. I mean, you think about it. Pandemic. This Bomb cyclones. Uh, hurricanes are already forming in parts of the country. The, these are incredible times. Hey, Harry, I just came to realize something this morning. You talk too much in the morning. You ruined my show prep. It's just crazy. Listen, listen. Um, I would never tell you what to do, ever, ever. I'm never going to comment. That guy that got tongue lashed the other day for suggesting <laughs> what you might say to Murphy. I'm, I'm never, I'm just never. Okay, but I will tell you this. <laughs> but. And I, 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 know, I know why you act the way you do. I know who, I kind of know who you are. I know how you were raised. But for, uh, as a friend to a friend, stop worrying all the time about being kind. You don't need no, to... No, no, no. I don't worry about being kind. I choose to try to be kind 
unless you are dealing with a subhumanoid that you just can't be kind to. So it's not an attempt to be kind. It's my nature. Well, that's what, I, that's what I meant. I know it's your nature. But don't worry. These people are devils. Don't worry about being kind to them. They're concerned with our president's obesity. For the first time in four years, I heard that saggy-necked clown say, <laughs> our president. She said, our president. I'm like, you want them dead. You all want them dead. This is, they're, they're so phony on a daily basis that it's just beyond belief. <laughs> and look, 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 I know for a fact, I know what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said. I, I intellectually understand what he said, and he's correct. Intellectually, he's correct. And I, just to refresh you, the only true defeat of a monster is forgiveness, and that's correct. I don't, I don't have the ability to do that, and I don't want to do that, but I'll tell you what. These people are so insane that we don't have to worry about being kind to them. Do you know Cuomo? Did you hear his latest? He's actually blaming the president's slowness for the reason he had to put them into nursing homes. This is like yeah, that's that's um, I I do know I am aware of that Jimmy, and that is regrettable because that's so. I mean, the timeline will show you that he did not have to put. Co- he he has not had a good answer for that. So this is the latest iteration of his answer. He tried to just out talk the question with with just razzmatazz, razzmatazz rather rather. Uh, didn't work. So every time it comes up, he has a new answer. To blame the president for being slow on anything is a really egregious comment because the president really came through for Andrew Cuomo. I mean, I think the bigger question should be, you asked for forty or 50,000 additional ventilators that you never needed. You wanted uh, the Javits Center to be uh, a hospital put together by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and they did it. You wanted the U.S. Navy Comfort as a warship hospital. You got it. That had um, triple filtration, hermetically sealed surgical pavilions in it. I mean, safe to do any surgical procedure or operation that you would do in any hospital. He got it all. He overstated his needs. Everything he did basically was wrong, but yet the media has given him credit like he is the top dog. He's he's the overachiever of them all. He's been wrong about everything. And so the latest thing to blame President Trump that, oh, I would have never done this. I had to put those seniors with the COVID-19 in senior living facilities where so many thousands of people that shouldn't have died died because President Trump was too slow. That That is completely dishonest you're dead on you're dead on here's my show prep two questions harry yeah would you take would you take a call from a jersey shore pulmonologist if i could get him to call you and tell you his story okay of of course that's one number two can you can you explain to me what god name the supreme court said no to yesterday they're not going to release this stuff. Okay, here's what they did. It's temporary for now. And on the first thing, when you want to do the thing with the pulmonologist, we won't do it like where he has to call in. It's very, as you know, sometimes you have to wait a long time, and I, I, I regret that. We'll set up an appointment for the doctor, okay? Let, let, me, let me answer that that way. So when you want to get him on, we'll, you know how to get me offline. We'll, we'll schedule that. On the Supreme Court decision, you're talking about the Supreme Court 
making the temporary, putting the temporary hold on the grand jury material, correct? Correct. Okay, yeah, correct. so I'm reading your mind because I am your Nostradamus of the airwaves. Because you didn't, you didn't say what it was, but I knew what you were talking about. Um, here's what they said. They didn't make a permanent decision, but they've made, they put a stay on it. The Democrats want grand jury material from the Mueller probe to be turned over to them. The thing about grand jury testimony in the whole history of our country is it stays secretive. It should never be breached like this. But I guarantee you this, if there was one more Democrat on that Supreme Court, they would have already done it, Jimmy. Yeah, Harry, let me ask you this. It can't be breached. Why? Because it's a crime? Well, it is a crime. It is a crime to leak. Yes, you. it is a crime to leak grand jury testimony. That is correct. They've been leaking and breaching for years. No one's going and, and Well, remember, if the media gets it, as long as they're reporting and they're not part of a crime to get the information, that's how they get away with this. It's really creepy and it's terrible, but that's how they get away with it. If they weren't part of the ill-gotten gains, they can report the information. They're, the First Amendment uh, permits that. Uh, the freedom of the press. So if you just got it sent to you, uh, just like it's illegal to get President Trump's tax information uh, from the IRS unless he approves it, but somebody leaked it to Rachel Maddow and she made a big, big announcement of it. And of course, she embarrassed herself and it was a nothing burger, but she was able to do that because it was sent to her. She wasn't a party to committing a crime in getting it. That's how it works. So don't confuse, I know you don't, but I want, to, I want to drill this point home. No one out there confuse the learning of grand jury material with the fact that the criminal is the person who got it. It's not the media person who reported it. I knew I'd get an explanation from you. Thank you, Harry. You're Harry, welcome. I want to leave you with I want to leave you with one of the most important things I've ever learned in my life. I learned it in high school from a social studies teacher. <sighs> Believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Good. That's why I end my show. <laughs> Unless you're listening to me, then believe 100% of what you hear, because I don't lie. Thank you, Jimmy. That's different. Appreciate that. Yeah, we'll, write the, we'll rewrite the book on that one. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. You are next up when we come back. You'll be after that. You'll be after that. And we'll just keep on taking your calls all hour long, wide open forum, early in the morning style. Here's my friend Sean Hannity. A reminder, John Zarek at 8, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy at 9.15, Roger Wagner, the former president of the Claridge, the former president of the Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay. Roger went on to be the president of Properties in Vegas uh, and... Just a great casino mind, a great person. And I have to say, one of the best bosses that I ever worked for. A kind, considerate, supportive boss. He was tough, don't get me wrong. And he wanted things to be not good. He wanted things to be great. But one, and Glenn Lilly would back me up on this. He worked for Roger for many years as a direct report to Roger Wagner at the Claridge. Anybody that's ever worked with Roger will tell you, employees, his executives, the employees, they all love Roger, but he wasn't a pushover. It's a real talent 
to be respected and to be loved, but also to be very, very competent. And Roger was all the above. He'll join us at 940. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The masks work. Bottom line. And if you want to open the country faster, use the masks. And the only reason I know it works is because none of the people of any of the stores in the middle of the shift storm that I lived through in New York and Long Island, none of the people at any of the stores that I would go to every single week, once, twice, three times a week, ever contracted COVID-19 because they were all wearing masks, many wearing shields, all wearing gloves. Now, do I want to live the rest of my life that way? No. If I'm at a beach and I'm sufficiently, quote, distance from somebody, there's no reason that you have to wear the mask, I don't think. At least for me, I'm not going to. We now know what works and what doesn't work. It's pretty simple. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. It doesn't matter how many times it's been said before, but home is where the heart is, especially now when we are all home more than ever. Now, while not everyone has the means to do a full renovation, there are some small changes that can literally improve your home and transform any room in your home, thanks to our friends at Blinds.com. They make it simple to shop for top quality blinds, shades, interior shutters from home with easy online ordering and free shipping. Now, window treatments are a simple project that you can do that will really benefit the feel of your home. And by the way, experts say not getting enough sun can increase the levels of stress hormones in your body. So consider what they have as their light filtering window treatments, their roller shades, their cellular shades, and much more. And it will transform your home into a sanctuary. Now, if you're nervous about doing it yourself, don't be. Blinds.com has helped millions of homeowners through the process with their free professional online design consultation. They guarantee the perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com today. Rules, restrictions apply. Eight. This is Hurley in the morning. Ah, Harry Hurley. That is a great name. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Agreed. It is uh, 20 minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450 phone lines are open. Your calls right through the finish line to the top of the hour. Tippy top of the hour. John Zarek at 8. Governor Phil Murphy at 915. Roger Wagner at 940. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry. Speaking. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, running a couple of things by real quick. I listened to Rush Limbaugh last week, and before that, a guy out of New York, Mark Simone, who's oh, yeah. a top video guy. Yeah. They both said that Joe Biden has dementia, okay? Yet the news media... Hasn't mentioned anything about this. Correct. Okay. Even when he is completely unsteady, says in just crazy things, but you know, you know the reason, though. I know you know the reason. They're on his team. They're And it's going to be very frustrating for everybody that just wants the truth to come out. I believe they're going to wallpaper over that for the entire next five and a half months and they're going to try to push this guy over the finish line with surrogates, smoke and mirrors, uh, sleight of hand. Uh, look, I I know they say it. I always stop just short of saying it because I'm not a doctor, and I don't like to I don't like to say things that I can't prove. But my eyes see what they see, and my ears hear what they hear. And I've said 
I've come right up to the line and said, and now if you ask me what I think, because I know they say it like they're Dr. Shivago and they can diagnose, uh, I know there's something wrong. There's no doubt in my mind that there's something wrong. And typically, the media, if it was somebody either they were neutral to or somebody they wanted to get, they would delve into it. They would, I mean, I honestly think that we need extraordinary doctor records and things, but it really doesn't matter because some doctor will do what they did with Obama, one page. Uh, Barack Obama is in generally good health. That's it. We don't need to know anything about his drug use or any, we don't need to know anything. With Joe, John McCain turned over like 10,000 pages of documents because he had cancer on his face and all kinds of things. Uh, but with Joe Biden, get ready for more of it. Even if this guy forgets his name, he's already said, I'm running for the Senate. He's already said incredibly uh, scary things, and they don't care. I know that. He won't be there. He won't make it across the finish line, Harry. But they, but they may push him across. If you ever saw the movie Weekend at Bernie's, Bernie was still in charge. They had ropes on his hands. He's waving. He had sunglasses on. They'd move his mouth up and down. They'd move his head up and down. He may, Biden might not make it to the finish line, but they may push him over in a wheelbarrow or a wagon or something. In a wheelchair or a coffin. He, I, I, I'm willing to, to convey that he appears to be very unwell. Uh, when you see any picture of him, whether it was the Stephanopoulos video, and an interview recently, that blank stare that no one is home is extremely alarming. Okay, that's, that's number one. Okay. Uh, number two, well, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, a couple of weeks has been... Even yesterday, all the polls showed Biden ahead by 11 points. I said, let me tell you something. Trump's, still going, Trump's going to win this thing, okay? I don't care what anybody says. Okay, that's just my own personal opinion. Joseph, though, did you see the CNN poll, which they would not even report on, where President Trump led in every single battleground state? And I'm talking about like a list of about 12 different states, not just Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan, and the usual suspects, Ohio, if I didn't say that, uh, this was 12 or so fairly close states, any state that was within about five, six, seven points. Uh, President Trump, remember, he trailed in every single poll in 2016 except on Election Day. Look, this country made a mistake years ago putting Obama in there. No doubt. Eight years of nothing. Okay, yeah. eight years of nothing. Yeah. And But you'll hear people say, Oh, no, he was great. He was this, he was that. I said, what, what was he, Harry, before he became president of the United States? He, he was a community organizer. Yeah, I like to call him community agitator. He was community agitator, then state senator for a cup of coffee, then a United States senator for a cup of coffee, and then the president of the United States. One of the great media creations, flim-flam scams in the history of America. Okay, he was a community organizer. Yeah. He couldn't organize a hooker in a whorehouse with a handful of 50s, this guy. Okay? Oh, my gosh. No. Okay? Did you okay. hear that? I heard it, Joseph. Okay. I heard it. Okay. Yeah, you heard it. So my, my ears are burning. Upstairs, keep it upstairs in your mind what I just said. You can remember the words that I said, yeah. okay? Okay. I'm going to leave you with this. A couple of weeks ago, your brother was on. You were on. You were talking about the Baseball Hall of Famers. Yes. And I'll say it real quick. I got a book by Laura Hildebrand. She was the girl who wrote the book 
about Seabiscuit, the racehorse. Yeah, I love Seabiscuit. The Biscuit. name of the book is The Last Young Boy. On the cover is Mickey Charles Mantle. You open up the book, the inside cover, it's Yankee Stadium, it's in the 60s, sold out, 67,000 people. They're all on their feet, every one of 67,000, clapping for this guy, and he's only in the on-deck circle. Okay, now you go to the back cover. This guy makes a statement. Mickey Mantle was the greatest ball player, I don't care what anybody tells you, that I ever saw. Signed, Joe Torre, manager, Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow. Now, I know you know baseball, yeah. your brother does, and the people that call in your show. But, Mickey, I can't see how they could leave him off an all-star team. That's my own opinion, you know? And what position would you put him at? Center field. Center field, okay, yeah. Hey, Mickey Mantle, I mean, I won't argue with anyone. He's my favorite baseball player of all time. I was honored to meet him. I had hang time uh, with Mickey Mantle. Uh, I actually got to take him to his hotel room. Uh, Local 54 was very, very nice to me. They allowed me to take uh, Mickey Mantle up to his Crystal Tower suite. Uh, it uh, It was incredible. And no doubt, he had a love from the fans that probably... Not even Babe Ruth probably had. Well, like you said, I mean, I, when I read that book, I mean, 67,000 yeah. people standing, clapping, and the guy is in the on-deck circle. Yeah, that was it's powerful. It's never happened before, yeah. and it never happened again for any baseball player. Yeah, okay? he was loved. I mean, yeah. And I, two things, I'll leave you with this. In your lifetime, you can regret a couple of things. I had a friend of mine who was a great football coach, and great, probably great, one of the greatest high school coaches, and he coached some, some good football college teams, Pitt, West Virginia, whatever. So he said to me, do you want to meet, how would you like to meet Vince Lombardi? I said, geez, that'd be great. They had a football coaches clinic here in Atlantic City. They used to come every year. So you know this name. I was working with him in the hotel business, Ted Bergman. Sure. You know Ted? Very well. Okay. Very well. So, so, so Ted and I, we go to meet my friend. He's going to have Vince Lombardi there. Well, we got there late. We miss Vince Lombardi. He went over to Daniel's Restaurant in Summers Point in those days to have dinner with Danny Antolini, who owned Daniel's Restaurant. That was number one. I flipped, missed that. I get a call from Jimmy Frazier, who's a friend of mine from Land City Country Club. I had a social membership there. He says, Joe, get over here right away. I said, well, what's going on? He said, Mickey Mantle's at the bar. I jump in my car. I live in Ventnor. I get over to Margate Bridge. I missed him by five minutes. Oh. So that's it. But you take care, Harry. You Love too. listening to your show. And the, before you hang up, let me say this. I appreciate that comment. You love listening to the show. I loved listening to you during this call. Fascinating. Well, I lived, I lived here all my life. I was the first guy in the hotel casino. Okay, you're talking about Bucky Howard. Yeah. I knew Bucky Howard. Yeah. Roger Wagner, uh, rarely, but I knew a lot of those guys. And you're, you're dealing, you were in the industry, Harry. Yes. You're dealing with... Uh, I can't say it over the phone because you beat me out. Thank you. Uh, you're dealing with a certain breed in the casino industry. You know it and I know it. The higher you get up there, the more likely you are to be getting fired. Okay? And I was the first guy to get a junket license, bringing in airplanes. I, 1981. I'm making $1,000 a day. You hear me? I heard you. I, I was working in 1981 also, even 1980, but we opened in early 1981, 
and I remember vividly, and I thought, oh, my God, I thought I was rich. I started at $11,500, uh, and that was a big increase from what I was making at the Press of Atlantic City, which was a four-figure number. I was like, oh, my gosh, five figures. And then, miraculously, I was double that within a couple of years, tr uh, doubled it again within a couple of years, and then doubled it again. Uh, it was uh, it was a magical time, and I don't think anybody listening will ever have the, the, the experience of being a part of something that never existed, ground level. I remember, actually, when I was offered the job, I said, are you sure? I don't have any experience. They said, none of us do. It's all new. You'll be great. You're a great employee. You'll be great. Uh, what an experience it was. Matt, remember, Harry, years ago, all, all the license plates you saw here were Nevada. Remember? Of course. That's what, those were the people that had experience. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yep. But uh, I got something coming for you from South Bend, Indiana. Uh-oh. I've been waiting and waiting. I've been calling this, you know, with this lockdown all over the country, but hopefully I can get through because I got a lot of stuff coming for friends of mine, and I got, I got one for you. So uh, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Joseph. And uh, Jim Fraser is just writing me because he wants to know who you are. I will tell him who you are, if you don't mind. Joe Curtis. Yeah. There you go, Jim. Joe Curtis. I was just going to text him. Yep. Uh, this I had a social membership at Atlantic City Country Club when Jimmy and Dougie owned it, and it was a first-class operation, the best food around the area, and uh, I really missed that place. Yeah. And I missed those guys. They were, you know, real congenial and took care of everybody it's true it's, it's just it's not the same anymore no you know? it's not the same i gotta go to break what an honor to take your call that's not i'm not being just nice i really mean that i've enjoyed your participation my friend chris wrote in he wrote in loving this i wrote me too uh joe you're a good man and uh south bend indiana means notre dame and incidentally let me share this with you before we go notre dame has already announced their opening for their school year. I think they're going to open about two weeks early, actually. Students are coming to school. Professors are coming to school. And you watch. Maybe Penn State and some of these other liberal states, they'll probably stay closed. But I think that's a real great example of Notre Dame grit. They're going back to school. Yeah, they're opening. They start classes August the 10th, yep. Harry. I know. So I'm, I'm I went you. out there for 35 years for <laughs> football games. 35 years in a row. Wow. You know, and I miss it, but there's an old saying, nothing lasts forever. There you go. You know? Thank you, Joe. Uh, take care. Yep, you. you too. What a, what a great call. Wow. That was just, that's why I talk about all the time. That's why this is the most relevant two-way talk radio broadcast in New Jersey history. I will put our content up with any program in America and our listeners and callers are the best of the best. More of your calls right after the break. You'll be next. As soon as we come back, don't go away. It's early in the morning. Hey, Sean Hannity here encouraging you all to stay up to the minute on all the information on the coronavirus pandemic with your local health professionals and most of all, listening to this great radio station. By staying informed, we will stop the spread of coronavirus. Your home for Hurley in the Morning and me, Sean Hannity, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM.
WBEL.com. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, our next caller is on, but please let me get this in because I really wanted to share this in our opening hour, and this is it. If I don't get it in now, it's not happening. Kamala Harris has introduced a bill calling for anyone who calls this the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus to be labeled racist. Now, if we go back, this is Senate Resolution 580. If we go back in history from the Spanish flu of of, uh, 1917 to we did it before, we gave you the whole list of countless viruses that were named after the country where they were discovered. Not only was it never racist to do that, we now have these crazy NBC and the rest of them saying progress is why viruses aren't named after locations anymore. Look how they get away with just declaring that. What do you mean? Because you say so? And, And look, do you remember? Please tell me you remember me playing the clip. It's too long to play it now. It was like 10 minutes of NBC, MSNBC, CNN, everybody referring to the Chinese virus, the the Wuhan virus, again and again and again, until they decided that President Trump calling it the Chinese virus or Wuhan virus was racist. Now they're saying it's progress that viruses aren't named after locations anymore. Well, yes, they are. You just want to change the game for political reasons. To our caller, you're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, Harry, how come it's not racist when you uh, decide to take a, a civil service test and you get to uh, add 10 or 20 points to your test because just by having white privilege? Uh, yeah, that's pretty racist, I think, don't you? I know. I don't like any of that stuff. I think everybody should be on a level playing field. I don't like quotas. I don't like any of it. This is a country where you can be Ben Carson. You can come from, he used to talk about, you hear the expression, poor as dirt. He used to talk about being poor as dirt, became the greatest pediatric neurosurgeon in the history of the world and an incredible cabinet member for President Trump. Uh, It doesn't matter what color you are. It it just matters how good are you, and you can make it in this country. Well, you know, you you mentioned I love the caller with the pardon. Um, You know, I I think mine's better that, you know, you could get a piece of ASS at a donkey roast, but um, right back to, listen, it's, this is important because I've given all my cards away for Frank Neal. Um, can you give me his phone number again? Yes. Um, the toll-free number, let me give you, I'll give you Frank's, because he's been out of the office a lot. I, I, I want to say, mm-hmm. I, I know it by heart, I don't even have to look at my phone. It's um, 609- mm-hmm. 317 Five four nine one, and let me just let me just double check that just to make sure. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that I got it right. I said six zero nine three one seven five four nine one. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I got it right, and I just looked it up to just double check, so I didn't take a chance. Yeah, Frank's the man, okay. uh, and and I, I hope you're still happy, and I know I am. Well, that's what's exciting about it because you had like the never Trumpers. I was like never solar. Yep. And then I saw the light. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, no, so thank you so much, and thank you for taking my call, Harry. Take thank care. you, right. thank you, Andrea. Friend just wrote in: swine flu. Many pigs were offended. It's true. No matter what, so we got to call it H one N one. It is true. I mean, it's so ridiculous what they get away with. I'm talking two months ago, they were all calling it the Chinese or Wuhan virus. One after the other, Allison Camarado, uh, Fredo Cuomo, all of them. Now it's racist if you say it. How do they live with themselves? Look, I'm a big believer. We can evolve. I was once against medical marijuana, and I started to think about it. And this didn't happen in five minutes. I even used to say it over the air. I'm reevaluating this, and I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to have to change my thoughts on this because if somebody is in significant pain and it takes the pain away, if they can't eat because they're so nauseous but this takes away the nausea, if it gives comfort and it's prescribed by a doctor, who am I? Why, would I, why should I be in, uh, against that? So I came out in favor of medical marijuana even before my friend Governor Christie did, Bob Zlotnick and I, and he, he flipped his script on it too. We're still opposed to the recreational thing, but I was in favor of decriminalization. I wish we would have gone that route. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Very well. Hey, hey. Hey, listen, I, 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 like, I like Joe Curtis's call. Me too. Because I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to practice the, you should call it after, you should name it after your wife. This is the Marge, Margie doctrine here. Okay. You got to get off of this coronavirus and all this stuff. Sometimes you got to divert your mind and come down to earth a little bit. You know, uh, did you, all the NFL facilities are open right now. Did you know that? They're open for practice under strict distancing and other guidelines. I am aware. It's very recent news because Brady had a workout um, that was private. They were not open at that time. So this is brand new, uh, what you're sharing, because he did a workout last week that the league was fine with because uh, he did it under certain parameters. But, yes, I am aware what I, what I find amazing is I think we're going to have football, but I don't think we're going to have baseball. And you think about the difference between what a contact sport the NFL is and how little. There is contact in baseball, but not that much. But there's a whole different circumstance. Baseball players not playing make their full salary from last year. And if they play one inning, they're probably only going to make about 25% if they're lucky. So I think the baseball players are going to vote to uh, to take the year off. Well, I completely and totally agree. That was the whole premise of my call. But in NFL, in the NFL, you're only allowed to go there to the facility. The only people that are there are the team doctors, the team trainers, the coaches, and you're only allowed to go if you're a player under rehab. If you have a knee injury or something, you're allowed to go and use a whirlpool and see the team doctor and have the trainer work on you a little bit. Right. No coaches are allowed to be there. No, no, no. You just you can go rehab. You yep. Can, you know, but they're, but it's a good sign they're going to start bringing people into the weight room and the football looks good. Football looks good for September. 
Yeah, shockingly, but, shockingly, when you base it on some of the other things we see, like kids not even going to school in September, but football players are going to play, of course, in front of empty. What do you think that's going to be like? And do you think it changes anything? I think that it, this is going to require great discipline. Nobody's written about this. Nobody has talked about it. But the environment of an empty stadium versus the energy of 60-some thousand or more fans. I mean, imagine Arrowhead Stadium uh, when you can't hear yourself think. Now, the big advantage of being home where the crowd can be loud, the crowd can heckle and put pressure on the away team, this is this is going to be almost like clinical, and it's going to take a lot of the emotion factor out of all of these sports. Nobody's talking about that, but I'm telling you, I know this for a fact. Of course, I never competed at at the highest level, but I know it. I know it from covering it. I know it from watching it. Players will tell you sometimes they can just keep going because the fans give them the energy to keep going. This is a whole different situation, and I think you could have different winners based on this environment. I don't think stadiums are going to be allowed to pipe in loud music while the other team's on there. There was one um, report I heard where they were going to have, as they cover the game for viewers, they were going to put canned noise. I'm not for any of that. Just don't do anything stupid like that. It's like one of those stupid game shows where you know that's canned laughter uh, because the people aren't even laughing because it's not funny. But they put that nonsense on uh, so I, I'm going to be very curious to see the difference between players that have always played before big crowds who will now be playing in enormous stadiums filled with no one. Crickets. You're going to hear things on the broadcast that you probably never heard before. Uh, they can't spit. Imagine that. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's going to be interesting. All right, we've got to run to the break. When we come back... You will be up, and you'll be right after that, and I promise we'll get both of you in. Don't go away. It's early in the morning. John Zarek at 8, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy at 9.15. I'm going to call it a wide-ranging interview because we have a lot of important questions that I know you want to get answers to. Roger Wagner on the passing of casino legend Bucky Howard coming up at 9.40. Roger, full disclosure, used to be my boss when I worked uh, at the Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay. And we'll talk about an unimaginable time of Memorial Day weekend. It hasn't been this bad since Jim Whalen shut the casinos down for July 4th weekend. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 49 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Well, hello. Uh, <laughs> listen, Harry. Uh, you... uh, yes, daniel son. <laughs> you broadcast throughout the uh, country. Uh, you are known. So I'd like you to do me a favor. Okay. If uh, you ever have any contact with... Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, give her my name, uh, and I want to be the first one on her list to say the Chinese virus. Right, and then you'll be called a racist. Uh, 
Yeah, well, it's okay. She, Even though all, everybody said it until they decided. This is how just dishonest they are. They all said it until they decided that if Trump says it, we're going to call him a racist. You, you know, Harry, they can ill afford to have our president get back in office. Of course, he will investigate everything. They're doing it now. Well, I, I agree, because imagine President Trump with four years and then never having to run again for anything. What he would be able to do will be this this second term is you could make the case it's more important than the first term. They they can ill afford to have him. They will say anything and do anything. Uh, to try to defeat him. But I think the American people are smart enough to realize what's going on and sick enough of what these people are doing and how they're using this pandemic to politicize it. Yeah. It's sickening. That's been it's terrible. It's beyond sickening. Yeah. Agreed. It, it really is. And I just want to give props to, to one gentleman, uh, Nick, from the point that i got to tell you, when this first started, all the food that he had there, he gave away to his workers. Uh, he gave to homes of people who didn't have money. And, you know, we appreciate our heroes, the nurses, the, the doctors, the uh, firemen, the policemen. Well, we should have always appreciated them. Yeah. But in, in this manner, even more so. But you have those people out there, civilians that have done things for people and have sent them food. Um, I, I'm just telling you, this Nick, he did the right thing. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of merchandise he sent out to people. So uh, he deserves that, believe me. That Dan, uh, just, Daniel, that's a, that's a beautiful shout-out, and it is well-deserved. Cookie did the same thing with her employees, uh, Stephen Cookies, and it's just a great thing to do. And look how many people we now, we're living in a time where if there is a community food bank of New Jersey, Local 54, whatever, because there's been other ones besides just Local 54, but look at the crowds of people waiting in line for hours for a box of food to be put in their car. Well, I'm telling you, I personally delivered food to certain places in apartments or homes that they didn't have the money. They didn't have. This guy's a good guy. He just yep. opened up this week. But uh, I just had to do that, Harry, because he deserves it. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Keep in touch. Love you, brother. Back at you. All right. See ya. Bye-bye, Daniel. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, Mr. Hurley, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank it's you. Greg. Hey, Greg. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, for, um, did you ever hear of Audi Murphy? Oh, of course. Yeah. I would ask the mayor, if he knows who he is, if he's a, rel a possible relative, which I doubt, but he should look into his heritage to find out where you went wrong or why he's the way he is i'm sorry but well i know i know that if you if you want to turn the radio down i know because we're on a little bit of a delay so it's it's distracting you a little bit uh audie murphy uh soldier actor very very famous and remember this is why i always try to separate the difference between the politics and the person governor murphy is a good man 
He's a very good man. He's a kind man. He's a compassionate man. He's a good man. He has a difference in terms of philosophy of governance than a lot of us. But I separate the difference between being a good person and just if you have a disagreement in terms of how somebody governs. And that, that really is what we're talking about. But keep in mind, he ran saying that he was going to dramatically increase taxes and fees. He was completely honest about exactly who he is and what he was going to do. And he won an overwhelming uh, election in our state. The state knew exactly who and what they were voting for. I know that's stunning, but it's true. It's just amazing that it's affected 50 states, not just New Jersey, but they all voted in lockstep to do something that's unbelievable. Well, keep in mind, though, but now you see it's a red state, blue state thing, because the red states are all pretty much uh, substantially open. Most of the blue states are just a wee little bit open, and it's just the difference in terms of uh, philosophy. Now, some will say, I don't believe Murphy is is doing it for this reason. But there are some blue state governors that are actually slow walking because they want to hurt President Trump. Murphy's not doing that. I know I've talked to him. Uh, I've been following his decisions. He believes that his slow approach of the science and not doing too much too soon, he believes that that is the safest way to go. The problem, and it might be, of course it might be, the problem is at some point you kill your state and then what have you done? Did you save the patient or did you just, did the patient die of a different cause? That's the problem. Exactly. Good Good to talk to you, Greg, and I appreciate where you were coming from and the polite way that you uh, that share that you shared it, and thanks for bringing up the uh, the legend that is Audie Murphy. We'll be back. Uh, actually, more of your phone calls. We have time. We have about three minutes uh, until the top of the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Uh, yes, I've been waiting patiently, but that is not even a problem. I just want to say to the Governor Murphy, uh, I, um, I spoke to his staff. A uh, person that they called me back, Norwood, Willie Norwood, a week or so ago. And I do want to say to the government, excited uh, utterance. Uh, and that was caused by, in the sunshine, uh, the, the ultraviolet rays on two blocks from Boardwalk, it, it clears the burning eyes, your nasal respiratory. And also, Willie, the coronavirus, UVC, kills it. So does UVA. And UVB, for that matter. For, for those uh, that are interested, UVA are tanning rays. UVB are burning rays. We don't think as much of UVC. UVC on your skin is not good. you got to be very careful. If you buy one of the units, I have one. If you buy one, you need to be very, very careful. Don't look at the blue light because you can damage your eyes. And do not put it over your hand. It, well, if it just went over your hand real quick or something, no problem. But uh, you don't want to hang hang that over for any length of time. It can be very, very damaging. And there's a lot of studying being done right now on UVC. Willie, let me get in one more call before we run out of time. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Good morning. 
I would like to thank you for your generous donation to Holy Spirit High School. Oh, it's my it's my honor. We do it every year, uh, and I made mine. And I, I know this is a legend that's calling. You have a legendary last name. We'll we'll protect the innocent. Uh, I made mine on purpose. Uh, we didn't mention this this morning, but we made on behalf of the Hurley in the Morning charity a one thousand dollar donation. We do that every year, and we did it during the uh, twenty twenty giving that took place on five twenty yesterday, and we did it during head coach AJ Russo's hour. Uh, and we were honored to do that, and it was nice of you to say that. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. Take care. Okay. Bye Thank now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. One of the greatest names in Holy Spirit history was just on the phone right now. Mary, I know who you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. I didn't even get a chance to mention that we did that. That's Oh, thanks so much for uh, checking in and saying that. They uh, had a goal of $50,000, and I have to tell you, my friend Lloyd Wimberg is amazing. He donated $20,000 yesterday, and over a period of time, he was going to match a certain number of donations that were coming through under a certain period of time. Uh, So Holy Spirit had a $50,000 goal. They hit it. It was a great day, and we have to, I, I wrote it on my Facebook post, we have to get behind Holy Spirit High School because we are, I didn't write this part, but we are having great Catholic schools closing all over our state, all over the country, and we have to protect Holy Spirit. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. John Zarek is... It's not a number we ever imagined when this outbreak started. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Five million coronavirus cases now worldwide, nearly a third of them in the U.S. White House Task Force Dr. Deborah Burke says a key will be finding people who have it and spread it but don't know it with no symptoms. That's really our focus right now, working with every state to really help them identify where these clusters came from historically and then proactively going for those clusters, identifying them early. Now, the New York Times has a story using Columbia University research that it's social distance Distancing guidelines were put in place a week earlier in March. 36,000 lives could have been saved. The White House put out a statement claiming President Trump saved lives with early travel restrictions. The president will go to Michigan today to visit a Ford plant. One shut down in that state yesterday when a worker got the coronavirus. Mississippi and West Virginia are lifting more corona restrictions today. So is Ohio. Restaurants can reopen for in-room dining with limitations, which plenty of people are apparently already ignoring. Gathering at restaurants this past week weekend crowding together without masks separately a judge in ohio ruled the gyms and fitness centers cannot be penalized for reopening before next tuesday fox's jessica rosenthal a gym that defied new jersey's order and reopened to fanfare monday with sharing customers was closed this morning by the state department of public health there will be a divided vote today at the senate fox's rachel sutherland has more live Dave, the full Senate is expected to confirm Congressman John Ratcliffe as the next director of national intelligence. Most Democrats are expected to vote no over concerns about his experience and perceived loyalty to President Trump. During his confirmation hearing, Ratcliffe vowed to be an independent voice for the intelligence community. He would replace former DNI Dan Coats, who left the post last summer. Richard Gunnell has been serving as acting DNI. Dave? Rachel, later this hour, we find out how many more Americans lost jobs and needed to file for unemployment last week. 36 million have the prior eight weeks. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. 
but it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. A high risk of rip currents and rough surf continues along the shore today with 5 to 7 foot ocean waves. Weather-wise, though, not too bad. Partly sunny skies, dry weather, and light winds. High of only 61 degrees, though. Another day cooler than normal. Mostly clear tonight. Cool and quiet, low of 52. And tomorrow we'll see increasing clouds and an increasing chance of scattered rain through the afternoon. High of 67 tomorrow. Scattered showers and clouds Saturday at 70 degrees, drying out for Sunday. I'm Chief Meteorologist. Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. We'll take it. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Somebody's got to get the trophy. We'll take it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is four minutes past the hour. John Zarek is here, the official, the exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense matters, the law offices of John Zarek. Who did I interview the other day that brought up exactly what John was talking about on his show last week about how there is um, so much domestic stuff that's going on right now? And I have to imagine with each, not each passing day, each passing hour, uh, because we're now into what... um, week nine of this and it's just unnatural uh in the whole course of human events so john was um of course he he knew what he was talking about because he's taking the phone calls but um somebody else brought it up an expert that we interviewed talked about the same exact thing and i'm sure when i interview the fox news uh medical editor dr manny alvarez uh he's going to be talking about that That'll be tomorrow, uh, and I don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I believe he is on at 3.35 p.m. tomorrow when we fill in for Guy Benson on all of the Fox News radio networks of affiliated stations. John Zarek is here. The law offices of John Zarek are official exclusive firm for criminal defense matters. John, official lead counsel for SAME. And if you're dealing with a certain situation and you need John's expertise, uh, don't hesitate. Give him a call. He's working very, very hard. Uh, always and through the pandemic as well. 609-641-2266. That's 609-641-2266. Hey, John. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, sir. I, I want to talk today about uh, continuing on that issue of domestic violence and uh, especially with people's response to the pandemic and 
and the virus of what's going on, what I see out there. And, uh, you know, this could be with clients, this could be with uh, the general public. Uh, what I see is a pretty dangerous situation. Uh, as we've, you and I have talked before, the uh, people's response, and this is lately, I'd say the last two, three weeks, people's response is a matter of how they view the political situation to a great extent. Now, this isn't everyone, but I've talked to, I've got a lot of people, a lot of friends who are Republicans, Democrats, uh, left wing, right wing, uh, I guess some are even more along the anarchist uh, frame of mind, like nobody's any good, nothing's any good, like you can't trust any of them, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, ignore everything, but so I, I get the chance. I get to talk to a lot of people. I like people, so uh, you know I have a lot of interaction. And what one thing I've been seeing is, and and this I specifically question people with this in mind, this issue in mind. One thing I've been seeing is people on the right tend to favor as a response to the virus now, people on the right tend to want to open up the economy. And that's been going on maybe for a month or so, maybe more. Uh, they want to resist rules. They want to open the gym, open the shops. They um, want to protest. Uh, they tend to think that this is uh, overblown, that... Uh, a very small percentage of people are dying, and those those people are very ill to begin with, usually elderly and, and very ill, that the problem is mismanagement by nursing homes, not the general not the general prob, uh, problem. And we've seen that in nursing homes before, by the way. Um, Listeria is one effect, infection that just wipes out older people. And when a nursing home gets that, and this has happened before, a lot of people die. A lot of people get extremely sick, and a lot of people die. So that side of the aisle says, tends to say nothing is as seriously wrong as we think it is. The other side of the aisle, uh, the left, the, the Democratic side, uh, and more as you go to the, to the more extreme left, they uh, are opposed to any loosening of anything. And you, you see this out in California where, you know, they're, they just shut down the state for another month and they're arresting people on the beaches and so forth. I mean, pretty extreme, it seems, from uh, when compared to, say, Texas where people are in the bars and they're drinking, they're close together and, uh, you know, businesses are open and they're, and they're cranking ahead. So uh, this change uh, seems to be along political lines for the most part. You know, we see this along political lines. Now, uh, one important element of the left approach, the Democrat approach, um, and, and tending more toward the extreme Democratic approach is that 
Trump has screwed this all up, that it's been a disaster, that um, this reopening is going to cause, quote, the second wave, close quote, you know, the second wave. That's what we hear constantly with this stuff. So, and they, they don't want people to die. I mean, no good person wants fellow citizens to die. But they know that if there's a second, a big second wave, uh, especially toward the end of the summer, if there's a big second wave and we go from 100,000 deaths to a million deaths, which is, I mean, not small potatoes as far as these people are concerned. They're, they're saying a million, two million. Uh, three million. I mean, that, that it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened because this is worse in the winter than it is in the summer. Uh, they know that that would be the end of Donald Trump or probably be the end of Donald Trump. I mean, if, if that kind of outbreak happened, the Republicans would be very badly hurt by it. Um, so I think subconsciously, I don't think people want this to happen. But they already believe it's going to happen. You know, it's a done deal. It's already a done deal. Trump has screwed it up. The Republicans have screwed it up. These, you know, there's going to be a second wave and a million or two million people are going to die because of it. So it's kind of in their DNA at this point. That's the way they look at the world. And um, I have a lot of left-wing friends who are not going out at all. You know, they're following the old rules 100% because it's part of the religion. You know, it's part of the religion. The new, um, the new, the old religion for the left was Russia, right? That yep. the Russian can... Hey, John, let me ask you this question. If Trump told them to stay in, would they stay in? The very same people. That's a, that's a good strategy. I think I think that's a good strategy. You get you get where I'm coming from. Don't open up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I, I think your your governor is right. Stay in, stay in forever. They'd be out by twelve noon today, if not five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think, and I again, this is not a con. I don't think this is a conscious thing by any stretch. No, I do, John. I do. I rarely disagree with you. I strenuously, let me be Demi Moore and a few good men. Oh, you didn't just object. You strenuously objected. Uh, I strenuously object with that. It is conscious. That's why hydroxychloroquine is now either Republican or Democrat. John, everything is political and it is conscious now. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. But I, I, I'm saying I'm talking about the general population. Uh, I got I'm not you. talking about these these people like just just like Clapper and Brennan and yeah. and uh, Schiff and all these people that testified. They all well Schiff didn't testify, but he heard the testimony. Uh, Sally Quinn. Everybody was everybody who was there. Uh, Everyone was saying Trump is a, a Russian asset. Mm-hmm. He's controlled by the Russians. Yep. There's Russian collusion. Yep. I mean, they they just outright lies. Yeah. And we know now that the testimony in private was, no, we don't have any evidence of that. And that was across the board. None of these people had evidence because they didn't mind lying to the American people. They just didn't want to get arrested and put in jail. So when push came to shove, Susan Rice, everybody, when push came to shove, they testified and told the truth. Mm-hmm. So 
they know. I'm not saying they're not manipulating. They and the major media anchors and contributors are certainly manipulating these people. And what, what I say to people is, it, it's hard to make this non-political, but, but what I say to people is, there are, you know, Democrats have legitimate flashpoints, I guess, where they, or, or points, of, points of decision, where they don't agree with Donald Trump. They want more, you know, they want more uh, liberal policies, socialist policies in, in, on the part of many people. Uh, Trump does not. So they want um, less freedom of religion with regard to religious orders having the ability to deny certain uh, health care services like abortion and things like that, um, and euthanasia, and Trump doesn't. So and, and they want more spending. They want the, everybody in the country to be uh, all illegal immigrants in the country to be given amnesty and start over from scratch. Um, the president doesn't. So there, there are issues you can disagree on. I mean, there are, there are good people that disagree on both sides. And I'd say to people, if you're going to make a decision, make a decision based on those issues. But don't make a decision based on, you know, Brennan, Clapper, Comey, um, anchors on, you know, on most of the media anchors. Don't make a decision because you're getting played hmm. and because you're getting played for money. You know, they know if as long as they say that stuff for this is for three years, they were saying this stuff. And believe me, the, the people in the networks that were saying this stuff and repeating it and having Clapper come on and having Brennan come on and say Trump was a, a Russian asset and he was controlled by the Russians and so forth. They were making how much, Harry? You're in the business. Oh, five million. Yeah, depending on yeah, exactly. Depending on their deal, I mean, Clapper and these guys. They, I mean, they got major CNN analysts, uh, not just contributor, but uh, on board. Yeah, big big money. No no question about it. John, hold your thought. We're at 17 minutes past the hour. First break is here. Much more with John Zarek, the law offices of John Zarek. Presents Smart Law with John Zarek every Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour. We continue right after this. And coming up right after John Zarek, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy in a Hurley in the Morning exclusive. And then my former boss, he will be actually parts unknown traveling. But um, he'll be stationed when we do the interview. Roger Wagner, my former boss, he was the president and the chief executive officer of Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay. Roger will be here today. We'll be talking about the passing of casino legend Bucky Howard, who when we opened up the Golden Nugget, we were part of the opening team. Bucky Howard was the first casino manager at the Golden Nugget, and then he went on to work all over. He had worked in Vegas, then came to Atlantic City, and I believe he went to Asia and elsewhere. Uh, a casino, true casino legend has passed away. Roger will talk about him, and then we'll talk about, imagine this, Memorial Day weekend in Atlantic City, this will be the first Memorial Day weekend since then what was Resorts International Hotel and Casino owned corporate owner, the Mary Carter Paint Company. Put that down as a trivia question. I learned that in orientation, never forgot it. Uh, 
imagine what's that 1978 the first memorial day weekend in 40 some years almost a half a century where the casinos are closed on memorial day weekend unthinkable unimaginable early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m